Good Monday morning. Monday evening. This is the kind of show it's going to be without Knox in the studio. Pastor Toby, Chalk, uh, Chalk Knox Wilson sitting here, the water boy. <laughs> Campus preacher Keith Dale. It's good to be with you. Um, you know, we don't normally talk about our private lives on the show, but actually, David Knox's son has had um, serious concussions um, for about a year almost, and so he's actually down in uh, Salt Lake, Utah, getting um, help down there. So be praying, be he praying only for had him. A couple of concussions. He's been suffering the effects of them for the last year. Yeah, he hasn't been yeah. having concussions. For not, the last not, year. no, it's not regular occurring event. <laughs> um, uh, Just wanted to clarify so, that. So, so be praying for uh, yeah. his son. Um, yeah. uh, you know, twelve-year-old boy, kind of going through this. It's uh, um, some appreciate your prayers and all that. We uh, we got Brandon Huber coming up actually on the show, and Brandon Huber's a a real estate agent pastor and getting in trouble in Montana regarding his Christian beliefs. So stay around for that. Um, we, we have, if you guys didn't pay attention to this last week, the Inflation Reduction Act passed the Senate. Mm. Keith, get the smirk off your face. <laughs> <laughs> the Inflation Reduction Act passed the Senate, um, and it was actually Kami. Kami Harris was the one that tipped, yeah, it, tipped yeah. it over to that 51%. Yeah. And if you guys haven't been following, uh, this is actually kind of a – um, David Bonson thinks economically it's, it's a nothing burger. Okay. Um, but there's still some problem, major significant problems with the bill. Uh, but first, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you guys to hear kind of Ted Cruz's summary of this bill. Senator from Texas, Mr. Cruz proposes an amendment numbered 5263 to amendment numbered 5194. Madam President, there are, there are a lot of bad things in this bill, but few are worse than the proposal by Democrats in this bill to double the size of the IRS and create 87,000 new IRS agents. I guarantee you, citizens in every one of our states, if you ask them what do they want, they don't want 87,000 new IRS agents, and they're not being created to audit billionaires or giant corporations, they're being created to audit you. Uh, the, the House Ways and Means Committee, the minority, has put out an estimate that under this bill, there will be 1.2 million new audits per, per year with over 700,000 of those new audits falling on taxpayers making $75,000 or less. I believe personally we should abolish the IRS, but at a minimum we shouldn't make the IRS larger than the Pentagon, the State Department, the FBI, and the Border Patrol all combined. That's what the Democrats are proposing here. It is a terrible idea. If you don't want 87,000 new IRS agents, vote yes. Uh, so this that, is like Robin Hood. They, who's the good guy in this one? They're, they're, they just, they just, they're, who's, who's Robin Hood? They're hiring, <laughs> they're hiring 87,000 more tax collectors. Yeah. You know, right. like the bad sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah. Like that's, you know, I mean, did, did nobody watch Robin the, Hood? The, no. the cartoon Robin Hood when no. they were little? I do think Ted Cruz math just a little off on this. Eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. They're going to spend on the IRS eighty billion dollars over the next ten years on the IRS. But even if even if they do hire eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents, actually maybe this productivity wouldn't be that bad. Ted Cruz also claimed that it'd only be one point two million in additional audits. That's that's terrible. This is terrible. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I, I, I agree with you. It's terrible. You but like that'd audits, be about. Don't you? Ten, no. <laughs> you want to get audited? Don't don't shoot your guns at me. <laughs> you <laughs> like this bill? You voted for it, didn't you? This, no, I did not. This bill also creates a 15 percent corporate minimum tax rate. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I texted David Bonson about this, and he yeah. said, uh, "Kristen, Cinema 
uh, the uh, senator out of Arizona actually gutted that, so it actually that's not in there. what it's saying. It's in there, but it doesn't have an impact because of how people can um, do the loopholes and taxes in oh, it. So oh, Kristen Cinema took that out, so it doesn't right. really have an impact there. It's going to also um, uh, spend more on um, drug price reform. So helping helping Medicaid, Medicare, uh, excuse me, Medicare recipients. By, why why can't they just let the free market make know. drugs cheaper? We if you stop yeah, regulating, yeah, it, roll back F- the FDA and uh, all the regulations, and then let them compete. That's I, how prices I go down. I don't I don't know how Knox handles this. Yeah, <laughs> like, like both me and yeah. you are like looking at him like it's his yeah. fault. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. What no. did you do this for? No, I didn't vote for the Inflation Act. It it's going to um uh, the f- add to the afford fix the Affordable Care Act. Oh, right. So you remember the they're going to fix it. They're going to fix what's, it. What's the fix? It's a perfect bill. So, <laughs> they're going to add more subsidies. So apparently in the Affordable Care Act, there's going to be subsidies that were going to um, expire, and they extended them through 2025. For like green stuff and enviro-fascism stuff? Um, actually, uh, up to 3 million could lose their health insurance if these subsidies aren't extended, oh, according like to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Affordable Care Act stuff. Yeah, yeah this is more. Yep. I saw on CNN this morning that they were touting that this was a great victory for um, environmentalism. Yeah, which be- I thought was hilarious. Because <laughs> Inflation Act. Thank you for bringing that up. Because it's going to um, it's going to work on energy security and climate change investments. <laughs> so so this according to which Forbes will help inflation. This is according to Forbes. The bill includes numerous investments in climate protection, climate protection. What, mm-hmm. What's that? Um, including tax credits for households to offset energy costs, investments in clean energy production, and tax credits aimed at reducing carbon emissions. They're always trying to reduce carbon Why, emissions. How in the world is this going to reduce any inflation? Well, so um, this, what is it, the CB, CB? CDC? No, no. The CBO, the CBO. CBO. Congressional there we go. Budget Office. Thank you. Thank you, Carter. Carter's like, zero. Oh, office. <laughs> Uh, they actually did analysis on it, and it, it insignificantly either way, it wasn't going to increase or decrease inflation. So someone should sue them for lying. Yeah, well, it, like it's the bottom line is like, what's inflation? Right. Like it, like it's an increase yeah. of money supply. So it's like, wait, wait, I thought we were. Oh no, oh, we're not in a recession. That's right. Yeah. We, there is inflation. No, yeah. we're in a transition. But Remember, don't no, we're in yeah, transition. Right, we're not in a recession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay, and, and yeah. everything is just like a change of words, right? Yeah, that's, that's all you got to do is just change of definition, and right. voila, you're well, in a recession. And true to government form, they you know they write Inflation Reduction Act, and it actually has nothing to do with inflation. Doesn't right. doesn't do anything in but it. But I still don't know how they get. I mean, you don't reduce inflation by spending more money, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Well, not, it, that's what those eighty-eight thousand agents are going to do. They're going to go get that more money. So we're not yeah. actually spending more; we're just collecting. They're going to take it. No, actually, they're going to take money out of the economy and give it more to the government, right. which also which doesn't is again which, which actually control. increases inflation. Yeah. yeah, when you do that, and and the only way, remember, we've talked to David Bonson a lot about this. The only way to to really reduce inflation is um, have babies and get more productive right. in the economy. Yeah, be more productive, make stuff, build stuff. Yep. Actually, have goods and services, and that and works on inflation and deflation. Right. So it actually works on both sides of the coin with right. the, with this problem. Inflation. Yep. Inflation. De- <laughs> deflation. No, get fruitfulness. <laughs> yep. okay, fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. All right, home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and the stories are told. I don't think Knox ever shakes his pen at me when he wants me to read. Home is where you prepare to go out into the world. Finding the home that's perfect for your family is a big job. Store Real Estate is Moscow's top real estate team. They give people real estate advice all over the country, actually. 
family homes, investments, land, new construction, or commercial, they know real estate. If you've thought about a move to Moscow or anywhere else in the country, actually, reach out and get connected with a story real estate agent. Wherever you're going, they can help guide you home. See how they did that? Like, yeah, that was good. clever. If somebody wrote this, they were really thinking about it. Storyrealestate.com. Our boy, Dr. J. Dr. Dr. J. J. Bhattacharya yeah. and, and Martin Koldorf and uh, Aaron Kiriti. Um, uh, Jay, Jay actually introduced me to him. Okay. He, he's got a book coming out. Aaron, okay. Aaron does. Um, they're suing or actually joining a lawsuit that is suing the CDC and the Biden administration yeah. um, with collaborating to with big tech, with social media to shut down their First Amendment rights. Yeah. I think this is actually an interesting angle. I actually hope to get maybe Mark or, or Jay on in the coming weeks about this. So they're alleging the CDC and uh, the Department of Homeland Security worked with big tech companies to censor uh, them, particularly the doctors uh, alleged that they were censored on social media, which is they were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they Mark Kolder, I think, was um, down. He was kicked off uh, Twitter for a while. And and they're doing this with the new Civil Liberties American Alliance, NCLA. And this is what the NCLA had to had to say about this. They're joining the state of Missouri and Louisiana. So apparently it's a it's a joint state lawsuit that they're joining representing renowned epidemiologists and co-authors of the Great Barrington Declaration, Dr. J, Martin Koldorf, and uh, Dr. Aaron and Jill Hines, so another another fourth person in there. Uh, so they're suing them, according to NCLA, that social media platforms acting at the federal government's behest repeatedly... What? No, just, yeah, it's just insane. Like, yeah. operate at the federal government's behest. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. right. Repeatedly censored NCLA, NCLA's clients for articulating views on those platforms and opposed to government-approved views on COVID-19 restrictions. Yeah. And if you guys remember, Doctor Doctor J was aware of uh, who was the evangelical star boy, flower oh, child, uh, Collins, Francis Collins. Francis Collins. Oh yeah, yeah, Mister. You know, Rick uh, Rick Warren, Warren. public public uh, no, no. Christian in the public square. He's like the yeah, ideal yeah, Christian. Daniel no, no, in Babylon. Uh, yeah, no. What's it, what's it called? What's their special phrase? Something like uh, presence. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, faithful presence. Faithful, <laughs> winsome presence. Faithful presence. Okay. Mister Faithful Presence himself. Yeah. Yeah, what about him? And so you remember that there was um, conversation. That, that there he oversaw. FOIA, uh, there was FOIA requests. Experimenting on babies that were aborted. Oh, yeah. That's Francis right. Collins did that. That's right. Yeah. And and Dr. J became aware of, I think it was through FOIA, a request yeah. of Collins and Fauci yep. and Dr. Burks. Gain of function. Um, saying, <laughs> you know, we we need to come up with a response to the Barrington Declaration. That's right. Remember that? Yeah, remember remember that? that too. And, and then there's um, uh, the CDC has uh, they have documentation that the CDC directly worked with the Homeland Security to censor yeah. them through Twitter. Right. So it's interesting that the government is using social media, which we know they're using, right. but that the actually collaborating with them, collaborating yeah, but, openly, but private citizens like Dr. J can sue yeah. them on behalf of the First Amendment rights because that absolutely. the First Amendment was directly Fascinating. involved to this. Uh, absolutely, I, I they I hope they win. We gotta we gotta follow that uh, story and uh, yeah. And uh, I want to talk to one of them. Let's, let's, yeah, let's we'll, get, we'll get him on the show and, and everything. This, this is actually, I think, very important for for all of us in, in, in the next in the next fifty years of battle and all this. Right. I'm sh- I mean, I'm not surprised, and I'm I'm not shocked at all that mm-hmm. um, people in the high up. I mean, 
I mean, what was the whole thing with Russian collusion? Wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't there like FBI like yeah. get, getting yeah. Uh, the, the things clip, p- yeah. <laughs> published in the newspaper so that they could you know Yahoo News yeah, broke it and all that, that stuff so, yeah so that they yeah. could bring that to get their you know that's right um, their yeah. ju- their court order and everything yep and this is this is why you guys uh, got to come to our fight laugh feast conference we got doctor we got doctor uh, we got Megan Megan Basham coming yeah. to do a live show with us dr george gilder coming uh, and dr george gilder coming but megan basham we're gonna do a live show with her um and a couple other guests to be mentioned um to be announced soon and to talk about journalism lies and propaganda which we oh nice way to go way to go production crew they threw that right up yeah, lies propaganda storytelling yep. in the serrated edge all right that's the wrong one i don't like that one let's do this that wasn't one. a good one either there we go this is good next we got um <laughs> I like uh, the first Pastor one. Brandon Huber coming up. Is he a pastor and a realtor? He's a pastor and a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that in our show notes. Yeah. Stick around. Right. This is Cross Politic. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like Cross Politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Yes. Knox, come back. (laughs) Knox, where are you? Day one. Day one of Knox out of the studio. Don't say that. It's depressing me. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Feast Network. Folks, our upcoming Fight Laugh Feast conference is just two months away from happening in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. Don't miss the Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, no. including George Gilder, Jared Longshore, Pastor Douglas Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel. I'll be speaking. And... Oh, you said earlier, Megan Basham is going to be yep. on our live Basham. show. Basham. Is that how she says it? Yeah, Basham. Like, You've been saying like Basham, Basham for yeah, a like long bulls time. Basham. Bulls of Basham. I kept the bulls that worship bulls of Basham. Uh, makes me want to start a congregation. Stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> also, don't miss our awesome vendors meeting new friends. And we promise Gabe will not be rapping. <sighs> also, jumpy castles for the kids. And if you ask nicely, maybe some infant baptisms. Also, did you know you can save money by signing up for a club member? Go to fightlaughfees.com today and sign up for a club membership and register for the conference. Get $100 right. off. That's we right. can't wait to fellowship with you, sing psalms, and celebrate God's goodness in Knoxville, October 6th through the 8th. We're really grateful to have with us on the show tonight, Pastor Brandon Huber. Pastor Brandon and his family relocated from Washington to Montana in 2017. They've been attending Clinton Community Bible Church since 2018. In 2018, he was appointed as a worship leader. In 2019, elected as associate pastor, and in February 21, elected as lead pastor. Man, that's just cranking <laughs> up yeah, just keep going. the chain yeah. of command there. He is a, very passionate about Jesus, the community, his family, and cl- cooking delicious food. And apparently somewhere in there, on the side, he's found time to be a real estate agent. Pastor Brandon, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I think you're probably expecting a little more Washington or less Washington in Montana than what you got, huh? <laughs> so how did you yeah, run? I love it. Go ahead, buddy. How did you run afoul of the Missoula Realtor Group? Well, back in uh, in June of 21, 
Um, our church had partnered with the Missoula Food Bank for the last three years. And in June of 21, uh, they inserted a, um, a pride coloring page that we were handing out to children, the free lunches that we were handing out to children in our community. And once we found that coloring page in there, uh, we terminated our partnership with them and uh, it up, upset a community member uh, who filed a ethics complaint against my real estate license. Was that community member another real estate agent? No, they weren't a real estate agent. I've never worked with them and they don't even attend the church. Mm -hmm. And and what so what kind of, they they filed a complaint though against the uh, Missoula realtors. Is that where they filed their complaint or with the city or where? They filed the complaint with the Missoula Organization of Realtors against my real estate license um, for violation of Article 10.5, which is hate, the hate speech and discrimination code under the Realtor Code of Ethics. So, so breaking off that relationship with the Community Food Bank, that was hate speech by just simply breaking off that relationship? Uh, that's, what they, that's what they wrote their complaint based off of, yes. So I, if you guys remember, um, uh, Keith won't, but Toby, we talked about when they updated, when the uh, Realtor Association updated their uh, bylaws or, or moral code of ethics, yeah. they, I believe it was in 2019, maybe 2018, when they last updated to include this hate speech stuff. Uh, um, and, and we started talking like real estate agents are going to get in, yeah. in trouble for this. Maybe correct my dates uh, uh, first there, Brandon, but um, do you remember when they updated it? But I, I mean, we called this happening. Right. It was November of 2020 is when the realtors updated the, the 10.5. That's right. Wow. Okay. So we did, we did, yeah. we did cover that then. Yeah. So, so Brandon, how, how is it that what you do as a pastor and as a church is affecting your business, your business as a real estate agent? Well, under, under that 10.5, that, that code, um, it states, you know, that a realtor can't engage in discrimination, hate speech, you know, under that code. But further down in the subcategory of that code, it says that, in essence, it says that a realtor is on the clock 24-7, that no matter what we say or do, whether it's in our personal life, working as a realtor on social media, um, if we post something or say something that's offensive, then we are we could be found in violation of of 10.5. So wow. did, did you think when you pulled your church's association with the food bank, did you think that this was a possibility? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> we knew that we knew that we were going to get some backlash just because of the situation and what's going on politically in our world. But yeah. um, I didn't, we didn't think it was going to go this far and I sure didn't think that it was going to go um, against my real estate license. How many, how many real estate agents do you know of are in the same position nationwide where you're actually going through ethics complaints based off their Christian faith? I, I don't have a number, but what I can tell you is I'm starting to hear more and more people reach out to me saying, hey, Brandon, how do I deal with this? What are the steps? Um, I know that there's a couple in Montana. I know that uh, there's one down in, in Arizona. Um, I've had a couple conversations with people on the East Coast. It's just whether or not people are willing to stand up against uh, this code of ethics or if they're just going to go through the process. But we're starting to hear more and more people stand up against it. Yeah, because it seems it seems pretty vague that if you just break off a relationship of you know handing out sandwiches 
they can you break off that relationship and suddenly you're uh, accused of hate speech or somehow discriminatory practices. It seems that a whole, I mean, a whole mess of people are going to be subsumed under that sort of 10.5 category. Uh, any Bible believing Christian will fall under 10.5. Um, I've been asked several times, you know, Brandon, are you going to pick real estate or being a pastor? Um, and I was like, well, obviously I'm going to pick being a pastor. And they said, well, anything that you say from the pulpit on any given Sunday, if that violates or, or if somebody is offended by what you state from the pulpit, you can have another ethics complaint filed against you because that is considered if it's considered hate speech. And the NAR, the National Association of Realtors Professional Standards Committee, um, said in one of their meetings that religion is no safe harbor, national association rules in controversial hate speech policy. And they were quoted wow. in there stating that if somebody were to quote the Bible verse for verse, word for word, that they could potentially be in violation of 10.5. Wow. wow. Yeah, and, wow. I, and obviously like any, any issue of hate speech, almost anybody can fall under it. So, you know, like I imagine the people who are lodging complaints against you, if you comb through their social media, you go to their Twitter account, they're going to make comments about say, say somebody on the right or something about Christians, even calling you a bigot, whatever it may be. Is it like, it just seems completely arbitrary. And even maybe from association to association, depending on how relative, like, I'm not sure if, Missoula is going to be governing the same way as Bozeman, which like say Moscow or Coeur d'Alene or Boise. So it seems like almost anybody could fall under this category eventually. Well, the, so each individual association falls under the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics. So they have to be all held to the same standard. Um, it's going to be dependent on the association on what they decide um, through the grievance committee on how they're going to want to move forward. But any complaint that's filed against a realtor would go through the grievance committee if they're found um, guilty at face value, which is what I was found at the time, then it goes to the professional standards committee and it's up to that panel to decide what they're going to do based off the evidence submitted. And are you before the professional standards committee now or are you that one one level below that? Um, we sat before the Professional Standards Committee on July 19th. Um, they've made their ruling, and now it goes to the uh, board for the Missoula Organization of Realtors where we're going to file that appeal. And their ruling was against you. Their ruling was removing your license away from you. There, well, there's so their recommendation is to fine me $5,000, and then I have to attend some re education camp. <laughs> What's that? Uh, attend some re-education camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I'm not going. I'm not going to pay the fine and I'm not going to attend the class because I still believe in my heart I didn't do anything wrong. Um, and so I'm not going to I'm not going to give a dime to these people, which means that my real estate career is over. Are, and but are you also involved in are you planning to counter sue or um, uh, appeal this in some other way? So we're looking to appeal the decision from the Professional Standards Committee to the Missoula Organization of Realty Board, um, and then we'll see we'll see what they do. And it, but have you have you thought about filing a suit against? Uh, it it the, seems the, like a class action lawsuit could happen. Of, some we kind could of work... lawsuit that would just say like, "Look, I have First Amendment rights. <laughs> the, these bylaws are um, a, a violation of my First Amendment rights." 
The hard thing is, so my attorney and I right now are looking at every option that's out there. Um, when this first happened, I reached out to the ACLJ um, and talked to them and, and they came back and they said, Brandon, due to the National Association of Realtors uh, being a private organization, there's not much that we can do um, because we're voluntarily, mm. uh, voluntarily signing up. Um, for their organization. But at some point, you know, your freedom of speech and your freedom of religion still has to be able to kick in. Right. So wait, 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 you're voluntary, voluntarily signing up, but how can you be an agent without not signing up? You can't. You have to be part of an organization to get access to the MLS. Right, right. And the MLS is where we can look, where agents can see um, all the information, list houses for sale, um, get mm -hmm. information for buyers right. that are looking. And so actually what we're doing now with my, my attorney and I, um, we have a piece of legislation submitted um, that's been sponsored and co-sponsored. Uh, called Brandon's Law, and what we're trying Let's to do Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Careful with that one. I've gotten in trouble for this. <laughs> Sounds like a little kid kidnapped Brandon's Law. <laughs> and they kicked it. I mean, I was like, I asked my attorney, I was like, can we do something better than that? <laughs> Anti-inflation act? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But Explain. we're trying to get this legislation in Montana passed to where the MLS has to separate from an organization. So if I wanted to go and become a real estate agent, that I don't have to join the Missoula Organization of Realtors, mm, yeah. that I can go to the MLS and say, hey, I don't want to be a part of the Missoula Organization of Realtors. I don't want to be a part of the National Association of Realtors. I just want to be able to, to list and sell properties for my clients. Right. You guys, able, are you able to do that through Zillow and Craigslist? It makes it a lot harder. Um, you have to be careful. And now that I don't have an active license in the state of Montana, um, I've just kind of, to protect myself, I've kind of just stopped everything. Um, and as I haven't practiced real estate since I had a clo house closed in July. And other than that, I really haven't been doing much of anything um, since probably June. So what do you mean you got to, I'm just kind of thinking legally about not having a real estate license with the association. Um, but it seems like you can still sell houses without a license, but you just don't have that same trusting framework that everyone's believed in for the last. Kind of like when I go to Gabe for medicine, kind of like he doesn't yeah. have a no, license. No, I, I take I take care of Keith. I take care of him. Yeah, he takes care of me. <laughs> there's there's a lot of fine lines in there that and right now everybody's you know it's all eyes on what is Brandon going to do next, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to cross that line and accidentally make a mistake for them to be able to come. I just feel that it's yeah. safe for me to take a step back. Let's let the process work itself out and then kind of figure out where to go from there. Brandon, you're a pastor as, as God is, you know, giving you mm -hmm. this, I mean, you know, this trial, this challenge, this opportunity. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I want, I mean, I, I want to believe that you're thinking about this in terms of, I mean, this is not is out of nowhere. This is because you love Jesus. You are standing with him, you refuse to deny him, and so you're you're being chased. You're being persecuted. Um, what what's your word for um, both? I mean, your people in the middle of this who are watching this happen, maybe other real estate agents or other Christians um, in this increasingly antagonistic culture. When this all started, I asked God. I said, God, why me? You know, I mean, why me? And his response was, Why not you? 
put your boots on and get to work. And so uh, when my attorney first called me, he said, Brandon, what do you want to see out of all of this? And I said, I want to see Christians get their backbone to stand up again, to be bold for Christ and to push forward past all this woke agenda Mm -hmm. that's going on out there coming for the children. I've just had enough of it. And so um, the biggest thing is just to stand up and be bold. If, If you're going through this, reach out to me. Um, I, I can walk you through the process. I can help you. I can get you in touch with people. But it's time for Christians to stand up. It's time for us to get our backbone back, and it's time for us to start being bold for Christ. Brandon, if people want to reach out to you or follow you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, you can send me an email, uh, MT at gmail.com. Sorry, it's so long. We could have went longer, but we shortened it up a little bit. <laughs> um, just kidding. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Pastor Brandon Huber. I have my Facebook page. Um, and then you can call the church office, Clinton Community Bible Church in Clinton, Montana. You can call the church and, and I'll respond. I try to get back to people um, either through email. is probably the best one because... Uh, I don't answer my phone anymore because I don't know who's going to be on the other end. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you, Pastor Brandon. Keep up the good work. We're praying for you, and uh, we want to keep in touch and follow what God does with you. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. So for those of you who are tuning in and Knox isn't here yet, don't worry. This week's going to be a great week. We actually have... uh, a great interview coming on tomorrow regarding that book right there. We got uh, Aaron Snell coming in on Beer and Psalms on Wednesday. And then we got a great interview on kind of the uh, homosexual stronghold on the Republican Party on Thursday. So we don't need Knox. Lock, uh, Knox, come we don't back. Need Knox. Come back soon. So I'm not going to pretend to close out the show like Knox is, but uh, go, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. Where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work.